Alrighty, it's time to move on. The report is that Jets wide receiver Elijah Moore asked for a trade amid his frustrations with his lack of targets. Is this a bad look on the Jets or Elijah Moore? And Zay, you being the Jets fan on the show, the mic is yours. Talk to the people. You know, um, I'm going to say this and I'm going to say this only. Usually when a player in this magnitude complains, it's rather one of two things. The team is losing and he feels like he could be an impact to them winning football games. Why is he not getting the football? Or he's a selfish individual when the team is winning and he's not getting the football, complaining about not getting his touches and getting his receptions and touchdowns, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Elijah Moore fits in the, in the category of this what I just said, but also he feels that he is open majority of the time and why is he not getting the football? Now, statistics say that is the case. Statistics say that Corey Davis gets more touches, more catches, and more t on targets than Elijah Moore, and Elijah Moore is way is more open. We get that argument. But the fact that your team is 4-2, and two, the fact that the last three weeks you have not been – um the last two weeks, excuse me, your team has not been behind on the scoreboard, and you're expecting more targets, more receptions, more shares when their majority – when the running game has been extremely good the last two weeks, you cannot make that – outcry right now you cannot say i'm requesting a trade when your team is playing is over exceeding expectations at the particular juncture when no one extended expected y'all to do anything i didn't expect them to win six games this year or more than six games this year it was a situation where i feel like he um was crying for receptions crying for targets and he's like, why am i not getting the ball why am i not being seen on the football field it does not make any sense why i'm not getting the recognition on on my offense that i deserve that defenses are paying me respect like why do people from outside the organization showing me respect oh you're a talented receiver keep the course keep working hard etc etc i just think his ego leaked out you know, he came from a program where he was the number one guy. Then he went to a Jets team that was crumbling and he didn't know what to anticipate. He thought he would be the guy on a bad football team. And now he's just realizing he's another receiver on a football team that's excelling at right now in this particular juncture. They're over exceeding. Um, you know, I think Robert Sala said it best in his press conference today. He said this um, him being out for Sunday is not a punishment. Is, is you know he needs a couple days to himself he needs just to cool off because you can't just be in place in a football game after you just argue with the offensive offensive coordinator you're calling out the offensive coordinator for not putting giving you the the plays to, so that you're doing well so that you're being you know bright your light is being brightened um and i think you know it's it sucks for him because there's another guy in denzel mims who has the same issue he wanted targets he wanted playing time and now denzel mims is getting that time at 6'3", a tall receiver, which the Jets could utilize right now. And I think out of spite, I don't know if it's going to be out of spite, but it's going to happen where in this next game, Denzel Mims is gonna, might get a touchdown. He might get a few more targets because at 6'3", you're towering over corners. The reason why Corey Davis is utilized so much is because he towers over corners, over DBs at the height that he's at. So the fact that Elijah Moore at 5'10", is being an out-route receiver, not in the slot, it changes a lot of things in the game. And I think Elijah Moore, like I said, it upsets me that he spoke out right now, requested a trade when we're winning game football games. It's just that right now is just not the time. Everyone had to sacrifice to get to this point. Zach Wilson threw the ball 39 times in two weeks because he had to sacrifice in order for this team to win football games. If he wanted to be a selfish individual and throw the ball 40 times a week, he could, but he doesn't. So that's the whole thing with this whole situation. I think Elijah Moore should have kept his mouth shut and waited for his time to shine or at least kept the conversation private instead of going out in public and making this spectacle.
look, I want to jump in here real quickly here, then I'm going to pass the rock to Jimmy. Now, I would say this, to broaden my scale of level of understanding, I think I'm going to go with the Jets here. It's a bad look on the Jets. And the reason why I say this, and I'm going to be very clear here, I'm going to make all my points clear as day so nobody can come back and say, Lil, what the hell are you saying? It's going to be clear. Now, to start it, to start it right here, I think when you talk about Elijah Moore, you made that Zach Wilson comparison. This is why I made my statement on the show talking about Russell Wilson and why the receivers get labeled as the diva position when in all actuality, they're the most hard to understand position. We can't put ourselves in their shoes. For example, the NFL stands for not for long. You're not going to be playing long. That's what stats show, no matter what position you are. Tomorrow's never promised in the NFL, right? I, I'm not going to come at a guy who's trying to make an impact on a game because we all know production gets you your money to run up a bag. He's trying to take care of his family, possibly. Zach Wilson could show in a few years that he's worthy of being extended and getting that max contract and he could take care of his family garrett wilson the guy that they throwing the ball to the most may be able to take care of his family sports is a business that's what it is there's a business side to sports and some of these players got to do what they do i see nba players all the time come out and say i want out and nobody talks about oh I, if he want to leave his job i can leave mine too he can leave his right so it's the same thing with elijah moore no different than what somebody in the nba is doing now the thing about it is, Robbie Anderson last week, he got ostracized because he, you know, got into it where his coaches ended up getting traded to the Cardinals. But I seen that happen with Tom Brady, and I'm a Tom Brady fan. There was a couple years ago where him and Bill O'Brien was going at it on the sideline in a game against the Washington football team, not named the Washington football team at that time, the Redskins, and nobody talked about it. He goes off on sideline tirades all the time, and that's my guy. But he goes on sideline sideways all the time. And nobody talks about it because he's a quarterback. But when it comes to the wide receivers, it's, oh, look at him. He's a bad teammate. He want the ball. This and that. Russell Wilson requested a trade from Seattle. What's Russell Wilson doing right now? Nada. Exactly. Okay? He ain't doing nothing. But nobody talked about Russell Wilson in any type of bad shape or form. But when it comes to the wide receivers, you know what I'm saying? It's always a different tone that somebody's saying. But you know what? This is the Jets to me because the Jets are not even doing a good job of utilizing Elijah Moore. I said it before. I think Elijah Moore is the best wide receiver on this team from just a skill set perspective. But he doesn't get used like it. He has a, uh, uh, first of all, this team has a man coverage problem. They don't have a lot of guys that can separate. Okay, Garrett Wilson being one of them. Elijah Moore, you can argue, being another. And um, Corey Davis being another. And we saw last year against Jair Alexander, Garrett Wilson got taken out the game. Like, he got thrown the ball four times, zero catches, three pass breakups. Elijah Moore is a, sli a slender frame dude. 5'8", slim frame. Why is he running deep routes on 80% of his snaps? Right when you could get yak yards. Get the ball to him and let him make yards after the catch. He should be playing Garrett Wilson's role. Garrett Wilson should be playing his role because he knows how to go vertical and make some of those um, leaping abilities downfield. So that system right there, that's the coaching staff right there, not utilizing receivers right. And if you're not going to utilize me right, and that's going to come back to bite me when it's time to get paid and cut the check, then guess what? You don't have no respect. I'm one out. The, you can't disagree with anything that Either of you said, because both of you make very solid points, but if you're really asking me to pick a side here, I think I would have to 
side with uh, Zay a bit more because <laughs> this is the first time in like God knows how many years that the New York Jets are actually relevant. And when the New York Jets are relevant, it's good for football. Seven years. Same with the New York Giants. They're five and one. The Jets are four and two at the time we're shooting this. Obviously, things could change, but at the time we're shooting this, both New York teams are actually relevant for the first time in like five, ten years. But that's beside the point. I'm sure we'll talk about the Giants another day. But as it pertains to the Jets, I have Elijah Moore's stats here so far in the 2022 season. At the time we're shooting this, he's got 16 receptions for 203 yards and not a single touchdown pass. So, in a way, I can understand why he's frustrated, but at the same time, you need to understand that, A, your rookie quarterback, well, actually not rookie quarterback, your second-year quarterback in Zach Wilson just is coming back from injury and is actually balling out right now. He looks very good. He's, he's not doing too much. And B, your running game is actually one of the best parts of your game. Like, Brees Hall could be Offensive Rookie of the Year this year. That's how good their running, their running game is. And then you mentioned guys like uh, Corey Davis, who I actually think is going to have a uh, not not a breakout year, but actually a pretty good year this year. So these are the things that Elijah Moore has to understand. Yes, it's frustrating that a it's it's always frustrating when a player doesn't get enough as enough um, carries when running the football or receptions when trying to receive the football. I could I completely understand where Elijah Moore is coming from, but where I side with Zay here is that why well, drift to come out public with it. Why did you have to make this a bigger deal than it had to be? You couldn't have just kept this private with your coach and your offensive coordinator. And speaking of the coach, I actually have a couple of notes here from a uh, press conference this past Monday from what both Elijah Moore said and what Robert Sala said. I want to read what Elijah Moore said first because he's playing it off as no big deal. And I saw the tweet that he said, I love my teammates and all that stuff. This is what he said on Monday. If I say what I really want to say, I'll be the selfish guy. We winning. Grateful. Huge blessing. All I ever wanted. Bittersweet for me, but I'll be solid. So I'll just stay quiet. Just know I don't understand either. Maybe you should have stayed quiet in the first place instead of tweeting that out and making it a bigger deal than it needs to be. And as it pertains to Robert Sala, according to him, he thought Elijah Moore was fine. He said, quote, we had a conversation. He's fine. He's a competitive young man. I've got no problem with Elijah. He's one of our high character individuals. Eventually, the production part of it that he's hoping for will come. So at least Robert Sala is acknowledging that, hey, it's not where he wants to be right now, but hopefully they will utilize him a lot more this season, which I hope so too, because he is actually one of the best receivers in the game in my eyes. So Elijah Moore... I respect you. You're a great talent. You're actually making the Jets relevant. You're the you're one of the best parts of their game. But you should have kept this in house, man. Why, why are you going out here just blabbing about it to where all of us are talking about it? And not just that, requesting a trade. I mean, talk about drama, man. I mean, thank God the Jets said, "Hey, we ain't tr we ain't trading your ass for anything." 
We need you on this team. So it's clear that they're going to utilize him a lot more. So Elijah Moore should have kept his mouth shut, just focused on playing football. That's just where I stand. So, Zay, I'm with you on this one. Look, to be fair here, I think a lot of the tactics that we see from individuals and athletes, what's understood or not understood is that sometimes the agent get in the air. Remember, the agents are the one that's making the money from them getting the check. So right, um, right. they're the ones that get behind the ear and tell them certain tactics to um to take it <clears> part in <throat> so they can get their way. So maybe that's a combination of Elijah Moore and the agent. I don't know. And I don't really care at this point. But my thing here is, is another reason why it's a bad look for the Jets is because it's another wide receiver saying, I don't want to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the, um, the what's the name? The meme of Magic Johnson. I ain't going to be here. Right. That, that's another mm-hmm. meme right there for the Jets, because let's go back down memory lane. Not even wide receiver. Jamal Adams. Remember him? He wanted. Oh, out. my God. He forced his way out. Right. Denzel Mims was another guy that wanted out as well. Tyreek Hill threw up the deuces at this mm-hmm. team. Said, I'm not going to the Jets. Excuse me. And also, I'm um, Stephon Diggs said, you know, I'd rather go to Buffalo in the cold than play with the Jets. So that reputation is going to build. You, you kind of build and. Idolized or not idolized, but everybody look at you from your reputation. The reputation is that Jets, wide receivers don't want to be there or wide receivers don't want to play for the Jets. That's only going to affect you going down the line, especially uh, Garrett Wilson. I, I was going to bring that up, Leo. Look, look, look at Tyreek Hill. He literally, out of his mouth, said, who? The Jets? Yeah. Oh, well, what are, we, what are we talking about here? Yeah, and that's why Quentin Williams gave him a stiff arm from hell and let him go to the ground. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to say this real exactly. quick. There's exactly. two guys on this team, on this Jets team, right, that um, Denzel Mims, when he wanted the voice about being traded, was preseason. After that, he stopped, He got quiet. He, he didn't play. He was waiting, waiting for his time to get traded. He wasn't active. And he, he didn't make any hoopla about it. It's not going out exactly. in the news. He's not going there being negative towards his team, towards his teammates. Robert Sala actually came out this morning on an interview and stated, Denzel Mins has been putting in the work. He's prepared to play on Sunday because Elijah Moore is he's getting that rest, that, that cool-off period to really just relax and get back onto the offense. Yeah, and, and Denzel remind, Mims me, again, remind been, me again, I don't mean to cut you off again, who are the Jets playing this week? Denver Broncos. And then also another guy who um got drafted last year who was expected to be the number one running back, but they signed they drafted Brees Hall was Michael Carter. You don't hear him have complaining, talking about I want more touches, I want more this and that after seeing what Brees Hall is doing. Michael Carter, Michael Carter took a step back in his offense. Yeah, but he's still getting Brees reps. Hall. He's still getting reps. So like, is Elijah Moore. Saying? Elijah Moore still getting it's not like Elijah Moore is not getting targeted. The, Elijah Moore is getting yeah, targeted. Exactly. The Jets are a one-first team, so even if he's taking a back seat, he's still getting reps. Correct. Right now, what I'm saying is that Elijah Moore is the best wide receiver on this team, and I believe that. And Elijah Moore knows that. He knows his worth. Okay, so it's like, all right, you have me run 80% go routes down the field, and y'all not looking at looking for me. Right? The offensive line has improved, but... At the same time, when guys have physical coverage against a guy like him and his size, he's not going to be able to make a play. That's why it's up to the coaching to kind of like put everybody in positions to contribute to this team. That's a coaching thing. And right now they're winning games, yeah, but who are they winning games against? Let's talk about mm. it. The Packers? Right, the Packers, top, wait, hold on, wait, hold on. Packers, Packers, Giants, Packers is like top to, five in pass defense. I'm not trying to say throw say shots. They, 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 they I'm, I'm not trying to throw. They're on Rodgers. Exactly. I'm not even trying to throw shots at Jimmy's team. They playing gritty, the Giants, but they lost to the Giants the week before. 
Right? They don't look the same. Yes. They have no wide receiver on this team that's worth staying up at night for. Right? Another team they beat. Who else they beat? The Browns? Like, come on, it's the Browns. With Jacoby Brissett, they blew that game anyway. So the games that they're winning, it's like, it's not nothing scary. So it's like, at some point, they're going to come back to earth. And they're going to be on the losing end. So it's like, it makes no difference to me. Like, it really doesn't. Like you said it before, at 5-8, it's very difficult to find a receiver out there as 5-8. When you got Corey Davis 6-3. It's Corey, Corey, Corey Davis is 63, getting defended Get by five ball. nine corners. I'm saying, look at that. Watch Denzel Mims on Sunday. I guarantee you, he's gonna have a good game because at six three, he towers over corners. There's not yep. that many defensive backs out there to be able to guard six three guys who could it's jump. Who Yak, able to bro. How tall is Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill is like five eleven. That's yep. how to get the ball to him. Okay, it's but they throw Yak. the ball. They throw the guys ball right next speed. to him. It's not like he's out there. Guys that have speed. That can be able to get yards at the catch. That's why you do it. Like Garrett Wilson could do both. He could get yards at the catch. He could run deep. But if you know one wide receiver is more suited to play the yak guy instead of the X guy, then allow him to be in that position. All you got to do is <clears> flip-flop, bro. I understand, but let me ask you a question. If the Jets are winning games and they're only throwing the ball 17 to 18 times per game, how many targets does um Elijah Moore want per game? Because it's like everyone can make the same argument. I'm not getting enough targets at that point. If Elijah Moore got eight targets and then Garrett Wilson got three, is Garrett Wilson going to complain, oh, I didn't get enough targets this game? No. You know oh, why? Because they're winning five ball games. Okay. It's about character at that point. Let me ask you a question. And I know this is about to be probably the lamest analogy I ever came up with on the show. But oh, it's God. actually an analogy. And that's why it's called an analogy because you make a comparison. If we did a show right here, myself, you, Zach, and Jimmy, and... Me, Zach, and Jimmy is just going at it, and you just sitting there, you know what I'm saying? Just sitting there like Molly on first take, right? Not doing nothing, okay? You're going to feel a type of way. You're going to be like, yo, I'm going to speak my piece, bro. I'm going to get my word in because I have good things in my mind to offer. I have good perspectives to offer on the show. You're going to want your reps, right? So that's... L- listen, listen. Now, no, hold on, no, but now no, we're no, all winning. Cardio disrespect, out there. No disrespect He's cardio. to Molly on first take, but you, you, you do make a fair point there. Get yeah, it? Listen, like, but if if we're all winning, cardio out there, I could do that in the gym. Get but it? Listen, cardio. The whole point is this: if you're all, if we're all winning, and it's a part of the team that we're all winning equally, it, 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 at the end of the day, we're all winning. That's nah, the whole that. big thing. It's about winning. It's I, not I about individual that. accolades. And, because and, if he wants individual accolades, he could request a trade. He could set out the rest of the season and get moved to a team that is not going anywhere and let him rack up his yards. Because that's what you could do. You could easily go and to another I get team. That. And I get, I get the team aspect of it, and I get how unprofessional it could look, right? The Robbie Anderson situation, right? There's always a perspective. You can look at both situations and say it's unprofessionalism at the highest of levels. And I get all that. And I get the team aspect. But come negotiations, that's not a team aspect thing. The team is no longer involved in that. That's you and a guy cutting your check. And if you don't have the type of production that it needs, that you need, to be able to get that check cut out to to feed yourself and your family, then there's a problem. One last like I thing. said, NFL is not for long, bro. I want to say one last thing, and this is, this is big, right? Because Elijah Moore had to really think this through before doing it because it, now you're complaining about targets and touches while your team is winning is a negative look on the outlook of any NFL team. Why would we want you if you're complaining about targets and touches while your team is winning? Listen, the Packers should take Elijah Moore. Let's be real. The Packers should <laughs> want anybody. They should call up Antonio I mean, Brown. He, 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 honestly, he'd be a much better option on. on the Packers than who they have now. Oh, other yeah. Other than Randall Cobb, who, by the way, is hurt, by the way. Wishing nothing but the best. But other than Randall Cobb, who do they have? Nobody. Matter of fact. Who they have to get off of? Nobody. Hold up. 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 Hold up
Didn't Odell Beckham come out and complain about his talk? His dad dropped a whole 11-minute video of him not being yeah. targeted. And Sean McVay said, you know what? I don't care about that. I want to win a Super Bowl. They traded for that guy. So don't give me that. How long was OBJ's name in the mud? Don't then. give me that. Right? We all know Antonio Brown's rap sheet. He got called by Tom Brady. Don't give me that. If you can play in the NFL, no matter what you do, you're going to be able to get another gig somewhere else. You know, it's funny because I love the OBJ and Elijah Moore comparison because OBJ was dragged through the mud for years. Even when he was yep. in Cleveland and go to end the years in, in, in the Giants, you know, even the, as soon as he went to the, to the um, Rams, when he um dropped the ball to the 49ers cornerback on that, that last play, he was dragged through the mud. It was until that Super Bowl happened when people were like, oh, wait, OBJ's back. Like, it took all that for that to happen. So I'm saying to say this, you know, you're a young guy in the league. I understand you want your touch and you want to look great. Don't get me wrong. We understand that. But your team is winning football. Not, not most importantly, the team you're on hasn't had a winning record in six games in seven years. That, that yep. is, that is the most important thing. You're yeah, having, and, and, and the, and the funnier thing about that, Zay, that was when Ryan Fitzpatrick was their quarterback and they almost made the playoffs had it been a loss by Rex Ryan and the Buffalo Bills at the time. Exactly. Just, just saying, just saying. So, so the thing is this: you have to context with a lot into it. We understand you want your targets, you want your shares, but you have to understand when to do it and how to do it the correct way. Just because your angel says, "Yeah, go out and go public," that's not something to do because it looks bad on other teams. You have to look at your agents. And like, all right, are you just trying to grab money? Because you might just, you might have, you could have possibly a wrong yeah. owner. If owner got wind of this, let's say Jerry, this happened on the Cowboys. You, okay, Jerry Jones is a, a type of spiteful man that will end somebody's career. Just based on what you did, like, all right, you just sit on the bench and you let your career rot because you didn't prove nothing yet to get your back. It's so we'll just let you sit. Part of being a good team, right? And like I said, the Jets, it's hard for me to come at them right now because they're winning games. But what I'm implying is that it's a facade for right now. Like, they're building something. We all can agree. They're building something for the future, not for this year. They're overachieving right now because the NFL is underachieving. That's why they overachieve. Mm. If you look at their schedule going into this year, you will look at that Packers game and be like, oh, they're going to lose that game against the Packers. Aaron Rodgers back-to-back MVPs, that's a loss. But the Packers are underachieving, right? So a lot of the teams are underachieving. That's why they're overachieving. Now, your job as as a coach, as an offensive coordinator, is to be able to utilize your best assets on the football field. Elijah Moore is what I consider one of your best assets. Utilize him. That's all he's asking. That's all I'm asking. That's all the Jets fans is asking as well that want to see Elijah Moore pop. That's what the fantasy manager of Elijah Moore is asking. Just utilize the kid. That's it. Give him more reps. Fair point. Listen, it is I what think, it is. I think one last thing for sure, for sure, right? Yeah. Like, low state the best. The Jets are in the right direction. No one's saying they're playoff contenders. No one's saying they're Super Bowl contenders. No. But they're in the right direction, and they're building something. We don't know what that something is, but they're building something nonetheless. Um, We just wish that this situation would have been just behind closed doors opposed to being in the media because the Jets are known for having issues in general, but on the field issues. And now they have an off the field issues, which is not, not um pertinent for this team. And um, like I said, like Lil stated before, receivers don't want to come here. um, So we have to bring everybody homegrown. And now the homegrown guys don't want to be here in Elijah Moore and Denzel Mims. So it's something that needs to just be continue in-house. I think Robert Sala did a fantastic job in the press conference, not high on making it a bigger thing than what it is because it is an issue within his um, offense, but it's not something that's being highlighted by the coaching staff as in, yeah, you know, the huge deal. We don't know what's going to happen. Like, no, they acknowledged, his teammates acknowledged, you're a big part of this team. You're, the, you're a big part of this offense. We want you here. 
We're going to figure it out. Take a couple days off, cool off, and come back to work because we need to find ways to better utilize your talents on this team. And I'm glad that Robert Sala came out publicly and said it because, I mean, of course, any coach um, has to say it, but he said all the right words because he could have been Mike McCarthy and said something way left that no one needed to hear. So I'm glad that he came out and said what he had to say. So we just have to wait Robert, and see what's going to happen. Great. Robert Sala is a professional. He's a professionalist. So that's why... I didn't expect anything different for him to handle any other situation different. Like one thing I give Robert Sala is he knows how to talk in front of the media. He knows how to handle the media. Now 100%. I'm gonna end here. I'm gonna end here with this um topic here. Now, if Elijah Moore, let's say he comes back, he plays not this week, but next week or whatever week after that, and he starts getting reps, then you will say that this was the right decision, that it was worth it, that it was worth coming out. And just throwing that smoke signal so you can get what you want and you can help your team contribute to W's in the column. 